I want to assemble a task force of the most dangerous people on the planet. They're bad guys. Worst of the worst. What was that? I should kill everyone and escape? Sorry. The voices. <laughs> I'm kidding. That's not what they really said. This is the deal. You're going somewhere very bad. Whoa. Do something that'll get you killed. Save the world. I can't wait to show you my toys. Let's do something fun. Hey, everybody, welcome to You Have to Watch This Podcast. I'm Alan. I'm Ryan. And I'm Devin. See, so like he he's back in LA, and you're just checking your phone, taking your time with the introduction. <laughs> I see how it is. <laughs> I was pulling up my notes, and I completely yeah yeah. So today we are talking about a movie that I've been threatening Ryan with since 2016. <laughs> uh, today we're going to talk about Suicide Squad, a film that I've seen. And Devin, have you seen this before? I've definitely seen this before. Okay, yeah. So how I, many times, Devin? Uh, this is my second time. Okay. Alan, this yours? Is, this is my second and a half time. I feel like I watched it once on like TBS when there was nothing else on in a hotel room. TBS? TBS, yeah. <laughs> so, Sounds about right. <laughs> yeah. Um, but other than that, I saw it in theaters once. So Okay. This is the 2016 DCEU uh, team-up film directed by David Ayer, starring Will Smith and Margot Robbie and everyone's favorite Joker, you love him, you hate him, it's Jared Leto. Um, the guy who directed it, how old is he? I I don't know. Because I definitely felt like this was made by a middle schooler. <laughs> really? He, he... <laughs> we'll get into that. All right. because... Yeah, we'll get into yeah. that. Because <laughs> uh, it feels like it's definitely made for that. So, (laughs) so Devin, what were your thoughts of Suicide Squad? Now, now before actually, before we get into this, I do want to clarify, we are talking about the extended cut of Suicide Squad. We are not talking about the theatrical version. We're talking about the extended cut. So there's a little bit more that we're going to dive into that that affects the film, I think, in a positive way. Um, Devin, what were your impressions of Suicide Squad when you first saw it? I, so when I saw it, I knew that it was a bad film. I knew that people <laughs> didn't like it. So I went in with the lowest possible expectations, and it was fun. There wasn't anything that was particularly great about it. There were parts of it that if I was nitpicking, I wouldn't have loved. But overall, I was like, you know what? That was a fun movie that, I'm saw, that I saw. I'm glad I saw it. I don't feel like I wasted hours of my life. But I don't think I'm going to go rushing out to see it again. And I haven't sought it out since, except for this. Yeah. Yeah. It's one of those things where I, I, it was fun in theaters. Like I never needed to see it again, but I knew we were probably going to do it for the show at some point. Um, and the reason where you, I don't think I, I led with the reason we're doing this. I I've had a night, so I woke up like five minutes ago. <laughs> um, the reason we're doing this is because the semi sequel, the Harley Quinn spinoff film birds of prey opens this weekend. So that's why we're doing this now. Yeah. Um, otherwise it's just really random. Uh, yeah, I, I didn't enjoy the movie. I was 
I thought it was going to be better than it was. I was very disappointed in it, I think. But it was fun in spots. So it was, I kind of left the theater like, I don't know if I like that or not. Um, so, Ryan, being that this was your first time <laughs> watching it, what'd you think? So to give you guys some background before I tell you what I think. When this movie came out, when I heard about when I first saw the trailer, I didn't why wanted nothing to do with this film. The setup for it was bad. I didn't like the music. I mean, like I love the music. I like I love the music that's in the movie. It doesn't fit at all. But I like the music that's in the movie. So I seriously thought that was a trailer gimmick. I didn't think that those songs were actually going to be in the movie itself, which I have notes on once we get into things. Um, and I never, and I just stayed away from it because everybody was saying it was horrible and this and that. And I was, and I was sending you guys gifts as I was watching it of like, you know, uh, a SpongeBob character with eyes burning out of his sockets and like, why are you guys making me watch this? But I have to admit something. What's that? I have a category of movies that I consider awesomely bad films. And these are movies that in no way, shape, and form that I will ever say is a good movie, but is a hell of a fun watch, and I like them. I like Suicide Squad. Holy <laughs> shit. Wow. <laughs> I did not expect that. I was hiding that from you guys the entire day. Um, I actually, you did such a good job. I watched it through, and it was about halfway... It was like halfway through the beginning of it. I was like you know, I'm actually really enjoying this. And I laughed through it. Um, there were moments where, like, Will Smith's character I got tugged by. And then as soon as the movie was over and I let it play through the credits because I had to do some, like, house stuff at the same time, um, I restarted it again. And I watched it again. Did you watch the extended wow. cut again or did you go back and watch the theatrical? No, version? I watched the extended cut again okay. because because here's the thing. Knowing, knowing that it's the extended cut, I did not want to watch the original because I figured that I enjoyed it the way that I did, even though there are issues with it. I enjoyed it the way that I did with the extended cut that I don't want to see what's missing per okay. se. Like this well, is my introduction to the story. This is how I view the story. Well, let's start with that. Let's talk about what's missing and what's not in the film. Okay. Part of the reason we're doing the extended version of this is the ultimate cut of Batman v Superman is superiorly better in my opinion. Devin, have you ever seen that version? No, I've never seen that version. It adds a lot of story to Clark Kent, gives him something to do. His whole plot line in that and why he's angry at the end makes more sense. So I was curious what this does, if anything. Uh, and instead of adding like a whole storyline for a character, it gives <clears throat> you more background on Harley and Joker's relationship. Mm -hmm. The mm. whole scene with the motorcycle chase yeah is not in the theatrical cut. Okay, so... I didn't I, think so. I need to say something. Yes. That scene, that specific scene, that scene made me like her character. Yeah. If it was not for that scene, I would be sitting here going, <coughs> why did they even put her in the film just as a gimmick? Yeah. But because of that scene and showing how distraught she was to prove that she loved him, to me, rounded out that character for this movie. For it to be a really... a For this movie to go from out of the awesomely bad uh, category that I have and then go into like the actual good category, 
I would want maybe more background on her, but for what this movie was, that was enough. Yeah. And that was deep enough. It's so the two big things they add are that scene. And then the scene right after that, where she's kind of playing psychiatrist to everyone. Yeah. Yeah. Like those are the ones that aren't in the movie. And I like that scene too, because again, it's showing her past and showing that she still has that clinical mind. Other than that, uh, I've got an article here from Cinema Blend from back when the movie uh, first came out. They added some lines to the jo- to the Joker when he shocks her at the beginning. Yeah. Uh, they extended the Killer Croc introduction. Which was, th- that introduction was great. I love I, that. It's been a while since I've seen the theatrical cut, so I can't support this. But I'm pretty sure he didn't get a title card in the original did he not get a title card? I don't think he got that introduction at all. He might have gotten like a quick one, but that was it. They definitely didn't give him the goat. I definitely. Yeah, I remember. So the whole time this movie with me, I was like, <clears throat> I would see things and go, is that extended or did I just forget that happened? Yeah, I was, the, I was the same way. So I had to look up yeah. this article <laughs> as I was watching it. So you'll probably get to this, but it just hit me. So that whole scene where she's going around talking to everybody like diagnosing them mm-hmm. was added for this. Yes. That means yeah. they never really, that means the whole scene with the Katana person where she takes her mask off mm-hmm. isn't in the original cut. Yeah. Because to me, that's important for that character because without that, all, all you get is her killing the mobsters at the beginning and then flag at the end going, yeah, her husband's soul is in the sword. Like you don't get that raw emotion from her. Exactly. The biggest yeah. problem I have with the original cut of Suicide Squad is it doesn't, there's no team bonding. Yeah. There's no background for a lot of these characters. Mm-hmm. Um, and you get that in that scene you when she's, uh, diagnosing everyone when they're in the alleyway and they're trying to like start a coup with each other. And yeah, like you, you lose all of that and that's what the movie needed. And then the bar scene just makes no sense. Exactly. That's in the theatrical cut. That's the first time you see them working as a team in the bar. Like that's the first time they're bonding. Okay. You know what? I'm going to finally say something that you've probably wanted me to say, or maybe you had no idea that I felt this way. Now that I see this, and I know what the original is, I want the Snyder Cut now. If it exists, I want it. Because if these scenes were taken out by the studio and screwed up a DC movie this bad, then maybe that's what happened with Batman v Superman. I can lend you the director's cut of Batman v Superman. But that's not the Snyder Cut, It's not the Snyder Cut, but it shows you what the Snyder Cut could have been. Okay. Because Justice League is not Zack Snyder's movie at all. Yeah. Like somebody asked him about uh, Barry Allen never being in a fight before. Yeah. Like and, yeah. Like that's his first fight in Justice League. And Zack <clears throat> Snyder's like, what the fuck are you talking about? Like, <laughs> he's never seen Justice League. Like, wow. So there are things in there. Like, I hope we get the Snyder cut. I really do, but we'll see what happens. I'm sure if they do, it's going to be on HBO Max, and that'll get me to sign up. Like I said before, though, I am still very iffy on the fact that one actually does exist. But if it does, I want it. I've seen enough to believe. I I, I want to believe. I believe that there is a Snyder cut. Okay. Zack Snyder shared photos of printed films with it complete. Yeah. Like with the runtime on it, like uh, maybe a few special effects need to be done, but it's 
it's done. Like he has a full cut of a film. So I don't know how, what like um, it, for it to be printed out like that. It it's got to be pretty far along. So how hard can we protest to get this thing? Because I I kind of want to go into it only seeing the Snyder cut. Um. I give it give it a few months. I feel like if it's gonna happen, it's gonna happen when HBO Max comes out. Okay, I'm so, okay with that. Uh, we'll just hashtag release the Snyder Cut on everything. <laughs> Good, um, literally everything, starting now. All right. Some other things that they add is just um, some other fun moments with Killer Croc getting sick on the plane. <laughs> that was funny. Um, <laughs> yeah. So the main thing were those two Harley scenes in the middle of the film. Yeah. Um, which to me, like make, make the character because without those scenes, looking back on it, then it's just, they just hired the prettiest blonde actress that would take the role just for that. If it wasn't for those scenes and And they had her throw on like a Boston (coughs) accent to make it sound like the, uh, to, it was like. Speak Boston, Street Boston. That'll make you sound like Harley Quinn. She's like that's seriously what I felt like they it's did. It's Brooklyn, though. Hang on, hang on. Midway City is Brooklyn. No, her accent is Brooklyn. Yeah, is there, it? There was some Boston in there. I mean, she's from Australia, so what do you expect? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> okay, well here here's a good starting point. So, yeah. what did you think of Margot Robbie's portrayal of Harley Quinn? With this cut, I liked it. Okay. There were times when I felt her accent was going back and forth, but it's a superhero movie, so I'm not going to critique that that much. And I also feel like that might actually be a character trait. Which is fine, if that's the case. That makes sense. Because I know that her voice is squeaky, and it's, you know, high-pitched. Um, but I'll admit, I went into this movie expecting nothing. I was expecting it to be horrible. I was expecting to be like signed throughout the entire thing. So I think maybe that's why I enjoyed it as much as I did and why I look at it the way that I do. But um, Harley Quinn's character, I liked. I felt like they did it. I felt that overall that they did her character well, um, which is a complete 180 from how I thought about the character before seeing the movie. Um, So because like, there were so many people who gripped onto the character and it was like oversaturation. Like people were putting her as profile pictures, putting her as cover photos, I've using seen, her over, you know, overusing her in memes. And it just like, it was just overexposure. Not only have I seen like 20,000 Harley Quinn's at comic cons. Yeah. But I've seen at least two dressed like Harley Quinn, just in the wild, like shopping, Oh, like just full on costume, yeah. booty shorts. Yeah. Yeah. It's, no, don't I, don't do that. I think I counted um, the one thing that kind of was that kind of irritated me, and this is what makes it the in the awesomely bad category, especially the bad part of that is just the amount of butt shots they did of her walking away. Yeah, yeah. Like I, I can, like like yeah. I get like I get maybe once or twice. Like like here the scene where they're putting all their clothes on. Yeah. And they pause because, you know, she practically stripped naked to put her clothes on. So all the guys are stopped staring. Ha ha. That's a joke. I get it. That's funny. I I get that in the film. Um, maybe one time when they're in the city and like she gets up and walks away after saying something like witty and 
may, maybe then two, like once to show off the fact that I like of what she's wearing. But they did it like six times. Like, yeah. I get it. I've seen Wolf of Wall Street. I get it. <laughs> but still, it's too much. <laughs> Devin, what do you th- what you have a little bit more of a Batman background than Ryan. What did you think of this portrayal of Harley Quinn? Here's the thing. I don't. OK, I don't mind Margot Robbie's portrayal of this version of Harley Quinn. I watching this movie again, I her and the Joker just grated on me more. And I don't I mean, I, I'm sure we'll get into Joker and we'll talk yeah. about that. But but I just I get so sick of people who's like a relationship's a Joker, Harley Quinn relationship. Like I can't stand that. And I think seeing that portrayed grates on me. And specifically, I think the reason why I don't like her character that much and not Margot Robbie's portrayal, she was, she was great. I don't think I like female characters written whose entire plot and entire character growth is defined by a male character. Cause that was all the, like her backstory was just, well, my relation to the Joker, my relation to the Joker, my relation to the Joker. And then eventually it's like, well, I'm getting over him now. And it's like, yeah, but now you're on this like whole adventure. Like you can grow because of this thing now too. And not just because of your relation to him. Yeah. I I don't think, I don't think I needed him in the movie. And I think that showing her growing because he had kept shoehorning him in made her character weaker for me. No, that, that I completely agree with everything you just said. Um, yeah. Yeah, it's weird that he's in it so little for as much as he was part of the marketing. Because if you remember yeah, back, well, he was like this big part of it. Well, wasn't there this huge thing where he thought he was like the main character for a while or something? And then when it came out, he was like, that's not the movie I shot or something like that. I think that is part of it, too. I think DC changed directions partway through, probably because of the whole this is a weird relationship and we probably shouldn't advertise this as a good thing. Like mm-hmm. for the reasons you just said, cause it is painful and it's awkward and they're not role models. They're not hashtag relationship goals, if you will. Um, <laughs> and I completely agree with both of you on that statement that you just made. But the problem is that they're both psychotic mm-hmm. and they're both psychopaths. So the type of relationship that they're having, to me, fit their characters. So it, it, I so I am not ever. I am again with Devin. I absolutely mm-hmm. hate seeing people doing that whole like I'm Joker, she's Harley thing. I really, really do. And it's because I like their relationship because they're both psychopaths, and it's showing a dark corner of what a bad relationship looks like. And that's why I like it. And she's kind of caught in the middle between being caught. He's free. He wants to get her back. My problem with the whole Joker thing was that he was almost good. Like, I was ready to buy into him as Joker for this film. But then there were little lines or things that he would do with his body that would be like, no, 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 no. That was a perfect scene, but you ruined it by like doing that no okay. so i guess we're just, i guess we're just gonna dive in the joker now okay. um part of the reason i don't i do not like his joker is because i heard too many of the horror stories of what happened <laughs> on set for this movie <laughs> and how much of an asshole he was to everyone else yeah Devin, see i don't know a, about this what okay. happened so he 
Jared Leto is a method actor. So he took it upon himself oh, no. to send dead animals to his castmates. What? Like he he got really into character and was just like a complete ass on the set of this movie. Oh no. Yeah, to the point where DC's like, you know what? I don't know. DC's done some weird things with Joker over the last few years. Mm-hmm. Ever since yeah. Jared Leto, they kind of let it go. The Joker was supposed to be in Batman v Superman, but then they cut him because he's going to be in this movie. And then they put his stuff into Lex Luthor. So we got a weird Lex Luthor. Like DC just needs somebody to, to like, like if they're looking for somebody to, to guide the ship. Hi. I'm Alan. <laughs> <laughs> hi. Um, so yeah, Jared Leto was like caused a lot of drama behind the scenes. Uh, he didn't rehearse with Mar- Margot Robbie at all. Um, and he like I'm just not a big fan of the look. I mean, for <coughs> as soon as the movie started and they started doing the whole like techno color like uh, like day glow like design for everything, as soon as they had that opening on like is it the DC logo? Yeah, and like mm-hmm. the weird like graffiti and everything. I was like, okay, I, I made the connection instantly to now I now I understand why the Joker looks like the way he does. And once I was like, you know, I'm just going to accept this, this movie, just it's, it's not a good film, but it's entertaining. So I'm just going to go with it and just, and just not worry about it. And like, I was like, here, perfect example. When that guy that comes in and they're talking in the nightclub and he puts the hand up to his face and he has the like clown thing tattooed on his hand. Yeah. That's what ruined that scene for me. That was almost perfect. And then he did that. And then later on, when he invited Harley into like the area that area that, that they were at, the way that he pronounced like hunka hunka, like the way that he said that uh, about the guy, that was one of another one of those things where it's like you almost had it and you ruined it. Like it was little tiny things. So there, like, there he was are constantly mo- doing that. There are moments where I feel like he's trying to do the Heath Ledger impression, but it's off. I, I don't even I mean, see he, the Heath Ledger impression though. That's the I, exactly like he's yeah. like I get it like with the hunka hunka like that the whole thing like I, I can kind of see him trying to do the voice. I hate his laugh. Yeah, his laugh. Oh, is I do horrible. too. Mm-hmm. Um, the only way I can watch this movie and accept him as the Joker is with the fan theory that he's not the real Joker. Have you guys heard this? No. No, but please tell me because I'm going to love it. So in Batman v Superman, if you remember back, there's a Robin suit. Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah, that's Uh, right. That says... uh, You just reminded both of us. Yeah, so there's a a Robin suit. Um, There's a theory that this is not the real Joker. It's Jason Todd who uh, in the comics and in the animated series and Batman beyond he's captured by the Joker and transformed into the Joker. Um, and there's some, some th- subtle references to like the Arkham Knight games. Like he has a, a J tattooed underneath um, his eye, which uh, Jason Todd has in the game. Yeah. Uh, he talks about you wiped all my memories. Yeah. Um, like I, I'm just like a black hole of nothing. I can't remember. Like so, like it's possible that he was not always the Joker. So there's like subtle hints there, but like 
different things that line up that this like scars that he have line up with that that Robin suit. I I just kind of like the idea of this isn't the real Joker. This is just a you Robin who's been transformed. I think that would be cool. Knowing that, thinking back to those things that really irritated me, if he's like like trying to fill like his like mentor's shoes. Mm-hmm. It's not him, but he's pretending to be him. And, and so it, then all that awkwardness kind of works. And, and it would be him rebelling against Bruce, too. Yeah. And another, another yeah. Piece, piece of evidence was the line in Batman v Superman. Alfred, how many good guys are left? How many stayed that way? Like the whole, like you can be talking about a bunch of people there, like Harvey Dent. Yeah. But I feel like they're talking about the Robin. And there was an idea. That makes so much sense. I feel like there was an idea to keep everything like together in this universe. And it's just, are you okay? I got something. Just keep okay. on going. I'll, and I feel I'll, like I'll it, I feel done. like it just slipped away through Warner brothers fingers and they lost control. Like after Batman V Superman and it just never came back together. Yeah. Okay. And, now, and now it's off in so many different directions with Aquaman and wonder woman, yeah. Shazam and now birds of prey. So mm-hmm. you got a new Batman filming now. So, okay. So, the reason why I went all bright eyes and like I grabbed my head. Um, another thing, piece of evidence that I'm not sure if anybody's ever brought up when Joker is in like his room, when his like Butler or handler comes in to tell them that they know where Harley is. And he's laying down in the circle of knives on Mm -hmm. the wall, right next to the door. It says, ha 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 ha. And it's white paint. And there's a certain type of like look to the ha ha's. Watch the trailer and watch the movie where Batman walks by the Robin suit, where the Robin suit where it goes ha 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 ha. It's the same print of ha ha ha. It's yeah. the oh, same. Wow. Yeah. So, to me, it would mean that's the same person who did it. And Joker in Suicide Squad is nowhere old enough to be Bruce Wayne's Joker. Not in in my Probably mind, not. he's not. No, they're about the same age. Are they really? I think so. He, 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 um, what's his name? Ben Affleck, like, feels older. He does. Maybe just because they made him such a tortured soul, but, like, he feels way older. Let me see. Like, in comic book continuity, he almost feels like Dark Knight, like, age Batman. Yeah, I would say probably, like, late 40s, early 50s. Almost. Dark Knight, he was, like, in his late 50s, wasn't he? He was. He was old. I mean... You know, I said almost. I mean, that's that's a little far, but okay. around there. Somebody who's Batman, 50s old. Jared Leto yeah, is true. one year older than Ben Affleck. No, 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 no. I mean the characters. I know. I'm just saying. Okay. Uh, yeah, but just in general. That in general. also surprises yeah. me. I apologize. I would have picked Jared Leto for like a... Yeah. No, yeah, you guys have like emergencies? Yeah, I don't know what's going on. Like, there's fire trucks. Going it like was crazy. raining a little bit before. People don't know how to drive on roads like this. Yeah. It's just enough to be slick. Yeah. All right, Devin, you were saying? Oh, I I don't know. I just, I think overall for this Joker, I don't hate the idea of a gangster Joker. I think that works really well. There were just, I had the same thing Ryan did where there was just a couple lines where I was like, come on, you could have done better. Like, (laughs) and not even with Jared Leto's performance. I feel like just with the writers, the one that really got me was, I guess this was an extended extended scene with the the motorcycle. Mm -hmm. And there was a line in there where he was like, Oh, God, you'd be insane if you weren't so crazy or something like that. And I was like, 
some writer somewhere just patted himself on the back, and I really hate that. Yeah. Um, and I don't love that. And then, um, oh, I had something else on the Joker, and I forget. Um, oh, his laugh. You mentioned his laugh. I hate his laugh. But he told, like, I've seen interviews with Jared Leto where he's like, here's how I, I developed the laugh. I would walk down the street and laugh behind somebody, and the more freaked out they were, the new, closer I knew I was getting. And I'm like, yeah, but that's anything. Like, I could do anything behind a person and they'll get freaked out. Like, I don't think that was a good test. No, it's definitely it's, not. It's Leto. It's Leto. Yeah. He has his own. But he's got. But his own I'm excited thing. to see him in that other thing, the Bat one. What the, am I talking oh, about? The Spider-Man one. The uh... Morpheus. 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 Yeah. Yeah. I'm excited to see him in Morpheus. I don't know what the hell that movie's gonna be. Honestly, like, is it part of the MCU? Is it just part of the standalone Spider-Man stuff? Like, are they going to connect? Like, I, I is Spider-Man going to be in it? Is it going to be Tom Holland? Is it going to be Tobey Maguire? Which one is it going to be? Like, I don't know what's going on. I'm waiting for live action Spider-Verse. They're just going to oh, tie it all together. That's the rumor. That's a rumor? Mm-hmm. Oh, I thought I came up with that. Because if, if you're Sony and you have the fans asking for that, why don't you? Mm-hmm. You get for real, and then you, they can make money on their half of it. Yeah, yeah. Like they have two more films with with Disney with their deal. Like they can just walk away from this deal at any time until Disney just flat out buys Spider Man. Yeah, which they might, and they yeah. almost should. Um, we, uh, film theory did a whole thing on should Disney buy Spider Man? Like, does it make sense to pay? Five billion dollars for one character, and, and it, what did they come out with? Uh, you have to go check it out. Like, I'm not just gonna. <laughs> no, no, I, I, I'm pretty sure it was. Yeah, it makes <clears throat> sense. Like for both of them to do that. Um, and they, he also did a video on the whole Joker thing that we talked about before. So, if you want to learn more about that, yeah. go check those out over on YouTube, uh, film the Film Theory channel. Film yeah, Matt Pat's amazing. Matt I, Pat. I really like that. Yeah, Matt, Matt Pat is awesome. Um, yeah. Okay. So before we move on from Joker and Harley Quinn, I've got to ask: When you think Joker and Harley Quinn, what do you think of? Like, what what property Batman? What Batman property do you think of? Animated series, hands down. The yeah. the one that they flashed briefly to, where she was in the red jumpsuit that's half red, half black. That's my Joker and Harley Quinn. Same here. Okay. Yeah, me too. <laughs> I'll also say the Arkham games because it is still Mark Hamill and um, Arlene Sorkin did the first one. Then it was Tara Reed. Oh, wow. No, Tara Strong. Sorry, not Tara Reed. That's a whole different Harley Quinn. Oh. Uh, <laughs> I'm just going to be I'm just going to be a typical straight male here and say that my favorite Harley Quinn outfit is the one from the uh, Arkham games. The like nurse outfit. No, the one that's like the corsety one. Okay. That's my favorite. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, all right. That's fair. I, I will say uh, we, we talked about people saying their relationship is Joker and Harley. Like, this isn't that. But the first year my wife and I were dating, we definitely did Joker and Harley Quinn. Well, I mean, yeah. there's a difference between, like, putting up, like like like, telling people, like, oh, yeah, you know, She's my Harley. I'm, you know, her Joker to yeah. like doing it for Halloween. Like yeah. there's a huge got, difference there. I've still got the costume too for the Joker. It's Which a, Joker? 
I I did I did the like animated series. So okay. what I have <laughs> is I got this at a thrift shop. It's it's a woman's suit. But oh, it's got like the, it's got the long jacket and the pants that come up too high. Mm-hmm. And I d- couldn't do my Joker impression at the time, but maybe I'll have to break it out for Instagram one of these days and just do the makeup and the costume and just go like, Holly! Joker here! Yeah. That, yeah. Okay, th- that I was it. good. The first one was yeah. a little rough. <laughs> yeah. That was good, though. Yeah. I want you to do that. Um, But yeah. Okay, moving on from Joker. Let's talk about uh, Will Smith. Because I always forget that Will Smith is in this movie. I don't know how, but I do. He, okay, so... They like... Devin, you go. They were really happy that Will Smith was in this movie, I feel like. Like, I didn't know who his character was prior to this movie, but they were really shoving that character down your throat. Like, is he a big deal in a... Because I know he was, like, a side, like, three-second bad guy in the Arkham games. Like, is he a big deal in the DC universe? Or were they just like, guys, we got Will Smith. He's a big part of Suicide Squad. He, when they did Suicide Squad on Arrow, he, he was part of it. Okay. So that that's a storyline that they get into on Arrow a little bit. They teased Harley Quinn in like a deleted scene on Arrow, but they never really got into that. Um, he, mm. I think he's kind of... I feel weird saying this. He's kind of like the go-to hitman for... DC like I don't want to say he's like their Deadpool but he's he kind of fills that Merc category a little bit not as well not as well as Deathstroke but almost sure like if Deathstroke's your Deadpool he's like right below that so with how much (laughs) I I know like comic book characters when I think Deadshot I think Bullseye when I think Bullseye, I he's think he's their equivalent of that. But he, but he's a little bit more like he has a little bit more depth to him and his backstory than Bullseye does. All I know from Bullseye is from don't you like, say Daredevil movie, like the Daredevil movie, and like a few episodes of Spider Man, uh, of the animated series. Uh, like that's all I know. That's a few Bullseye. episodes of Spider Man too many. You yeah. gotta stick with that dead that. Daredevil movie. <laughs> if you want a good story of Bullseye, yeah, they did him on Daredevil on Netflix. Okay, uh, which I I can't not recommend more. If you want something good comic book wise, go watch Daredevil. Like that, the first season is fantastic. The second season's okay. The third season was beautiful, okay. but you kind of have to watch Defenders, which was not great yeah. to understand the third season. So. Hmm. Um, so part of the reason there, there's a fun little tidbit about this movie. Uh, Will Smith was approached about this and another movie and decided to go this route. Which movie? Oh, I'm going to be so heartbroken. I'm going to see if you can guess. It's another movie that I've been threatening you with for four years that Will Smith said no to, even though he was in the original. Oh, Independence Day. Independence Day Resurgence. Really? Yeah. Wow. I guess he wasn't impressed with the script for Independence Day Resurgence. Well, I mean, if you're looking at the script to this and the script to ins- uh, to that one, I, I think I'd pick Suicide Squad 2. And I, I feel like if uh, the Jared Leto comments of this isn't the movie that we made is true, then it makes more sense that he yeah. would pick this yeah. over Independence Day. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so that kind of he kind of shot that sequel in the foot <laughs> by doing this instead. 
Um, you really think it would have been that different of a movie if he was involved, though? I think so. I think it yeah. it, w- it would have been a different movie. I don't know if it would have been done any better at the box office, but mm-hmm. I, I this think, would have been different. I think that movie suffers a lot from, and we'll talk about this at, on Independence Day when we actually watch it because Devin's or yes. Ryan's, Ryan's never seen it. Have you seen it? I have. Okay. Yeah, since Ryan's never seen it, we're gonna, we we like torturing Ryan. Uh, <laughs> I feel like if you had that dynamic of Stephen Hiller and uh, if you have that dynamic of Will Smith and Jeff Goldblum back, I feel like you have more of a character bond that can kind of hold the film together. Yeah. Because I don't think that the character bond between Jeff Goldblum and Bill Pullman was really there. Because in the first one, they kind of just hate each other. Mm-hmm. Because Judd Hirsch was like, "You slept with the president, like you, <laughs> you punched the president, like what, what, like um." So it's kind of hard to buy that relationship, but you had like really good dynamics between those two characters, and I feel like it would have really changed what that movie ended up being. Yeah, I can believe that. Um, what did you guys think? So, about De- okay, go oh, ahead. Oh no! So if we're talking about Deadshot, I think my biggest problem with him is that he's the one that shoots um, bad girl. I forget her name. Cara Evangeline, her character. Oh, yeah. Uh, the Enchantress. That's it, Enchantress. Shoot. I don't like that name, by the way. But uh, he's the one that shoots her at the end. And I think it should be Flag. Huh? Yeah. It should be uh, Flag. Shoot. I think I think it makes more character wa- sense for Flag to do it her than for him. Interest. Yeah, yeah, no, no, yeah. no, no. I, I, I'm try- I saw it twice, and I'm trying to think of when Deadshot shoots her. It's at the very end. Like, that's like... No, Like, he's he... the one that kills her. Okay, so Flag stops Katana from slicing her head off. Mm-hmm. When does Deadshot shoot her? After Harley cuts out her heart. I totally don't even remember him shooting her. It happened so quick. Oh, it was like... Yeah, I mean, there was a lot going on in that battle. Which we haven't even talked about her yet, either. We haven't. But, uh, w- w- Will Smith and Deadshot, though. Yeah, I yeah, yeah. <laughs> you guys were going to yeah. move. I, it, I felt like no, you guys no, no, were going to no, move no. on there. It's, it's the closest yeah. that we've gotten to 90s Will Smith in a long time. It is. And the, and the thing is, to me, when it, <laughs> I think we have Ghost on the upstairs. Um, anyway, the... Um, uh, when it comes to Will Smith, I loved him in this, and I love the character. Mm-hmm. And to me, having Deadshot being the type of character that he is, and what his like skills are, to kind of like transform a little bit into like the leader of of the group made sense because they're almost kind of like they're they're like an evil SWAT team. So having somebody who like has those kind of skills to me makes sense to kind of come out to be like the leader. Besides, he had that thing across his neck that said, um, like, I am the light, um, like, follow me or not follow mm. me, but like, hear me or something. I figured it was a Bible verse because he mentioned something about that later. But yeah, no, I I definitely liked him in this. I liked his character. So you can tell he's a little bit tortured because he he hates killing people, but he, he, it's what he's good at. Like he's yeah. got this dead on accuracy. And like when he's shooting up, he's like, every time I put this on, somebody dies. Yeah. Like he does, you can tell he doesn't want to be in this life, but that's where he is. And he's good at it. 
Yeah. And he's just, and because he, he makes that comment where he's like, every time I put this on, somebody dies and he makes a comment about him, like liking it or whatever. And then they have Harley do the whole, like, well, a lot of people are going to die and they have her hold up the mallet and yeah. like put her tongue on her tooth. Yeah. I was like, that's, <laughs> they went, they, they went to the set that day and they had that shot marked. They were going to do that when they were coming up with the idea of this film, they had that's need to be a shot and they did it. I feel like that whole thing was planned from the second this movie was thought up. <laughs> Probably. I mean, to your guys's point though, I do like a lot of Will Smith's like his point, like he has a lot of good, like, like reactions to what's going on. Like mm-hmm. I really liked his, I connected most to him when he had that line in the bar where he was said, he said something like, well, I'm outside and I'm having a drink. Like, this is fine because the the fire guy was like complaining about their situation. And he was like, Hey, I'm out. I'm having a drink, man. This is fine. Let me enjoy it. I'm and I like that. Like, I like that perspective. I'm yeah. breathing clean air. I'm having a drink. Yeah. And for two seconds, I had hope. <laughs> but <laughs> the one complaint I have with, in regards to Deadshot, and I wrote this down in my notes when they were going through showing all the characters in prison and they were doing all the music and they played Fortunate Son. They played Fortunate Son for Killer Croc, who Killer Croc, at the end, asked for BET to be in his jail cell. Fortunate Fortunate Son should have been played for Deadshot when they introduced his character, because that fits him better, because of all the back and forth that him and Flag has uh, uh, throughout the movie. Because he's saying he's a... uh, because Flag is saying about how he's a soldier and Deadshot saying, no, I'm out for myself. So Fortunate Son makes more sense for Deadshot than it does Killer Croc. That and I can it, agree that, with that. that and this entire movie, if they wanted to go with like music, like like top 40 music, this entire movie should have been done with early 90s hip hop. <laughs> because my what? favorite Why? because my favorite scene in this movie that had that has music involved is when Harley Quinn's in the elevator and they're playing Come Baby Come by K7 and she's beating the ass of those monsters. That was my favorite like music part of this film and then that's when it hit me that this entire thing would work for early 90s hip-hop. The way they're dressed, the way the colors were and the advertising at the beginning and at the end of the film because during that time period it was about bright colors that all of these hip-hop artists would wear bright colored shirts and football jerseys and all this other stuff. Early 90s hip-hop would have been so much better for this film instead of... Like, I, think it, I think if they made the movie today, they would have done an early 90s hip-hop thing. I think it came out too close to Guardians, and they felt like they needed to do that. Okay. I'm glad this all came up. So there's a, oh, good. There's a rumor online that and you can kind of see it in the marketing of this film. Mm-hmm. They released the trailer with Bohemian Rhapsody on it. Yeah. And it, it yeah. blew up intensely. Um, there's a rumor that the trailer company was a, like Warner Brothers was like, Hey, you did a great job with this trailer. Here's the whole movie. Do your thing. Where do you, what music do you think would work where? Oh, so no. I feel like oh. that's part of the problem with this movie is that happened. Was that, they basically hit a home run at their first at bat 
And then the management of the baseball team was like, here, here's a $20 million contract for the next two years for you to hit home runs. Yeah. And then this company just went and hit singles into the infield and never got on base I, again. Mm-hmm. I That's exactly what happened. I feel like even if I feel like they were even even if they were just consulted, like, what do you think would help with this scene? And they just gave him like a playlist. And yeah. I think I think it it does play into the fact that it it is very similar to Guardians of the Galaxy, because let's let's think about it like this is DC's equivalent to that team, because that's a team of misfits who yeah. are forced to be together to meet a common goal. Like the Guardians aren't going to blow up if they try to escape, but so they're like they're not being held at gunpoint. Yeah, but it's a ragtag gang of misfits. Like mm-hmm. it's the it's the same thing. Like it's the like minus the giant beam of light at the end. They're they're pretty similar team wise. Yeah, yeah. Like yeah. So I was thinking about this when they showed Will Smith's character. It should have mm-hmm. been Fortunate Son. When they show Killer Croc, it should have been something from DMX. Okay. To me, DMX fits Killer Croc's character. When they okay. showed Harley Quinn, the song that they picked for the music that they picked for this film was okay. It worked. Yeah, it was uh, a yeah. You Don't Own Me. Yeah, it was yeah. You Don't Own yeah. Me. I like that one, actually. For, I thought that fit well. And I know that I said that this entire thing should have been early 90s hip hop, but I don't know enough about the names of the songs to be able to pick them out. So that's why I'm kind of not going with those because I can't name them. But um, when they showed Harley Quinn, I think something from Little Kim or Missy Elliott would have been better than what they had. But I did like what they had in regards to the other music that they had that they went with it. Because I went on YouTube to listen to some of the songs and I kind of found it odd that instead of having the music video, they just had little skulls and then each skull was like a lead singer. And whenever they would sing, the skull would light up. I thought that was funny. Okay, so (laughs) let's let's keep going with this. What song would play for Diablo? Diablo? Yeah. Oh, um... Let's see. If I want to do early '90s hip hop, I don't know enough to pick something for him. But I think Firefly from uh, Rammstein would be good. And if okay. you don't know what that song is, it's the first song in the Triple X movie with Vin uh, with uh, Vin Diesel. Okay. Okay. And then I'm not even going to ask. I'm just going to tell you for Captain Boomerang. It's I come from a land down under. Oh, it has to be. <laughs> That's something, men at work, right? So, something by men at work, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Something from men at work. doesn't matter yeah. what. Yeah, just anything something from, from men at work. <laughs> um, okay, so we've got a lot of movie to cover in the next 15 minutes. Uh, so let's just let's, let's speed round it. Uh, since we just brought him up, Captain Boomerang, what did you think of Jai Courtney? I felt like he should have won that got his head blown off. <laughs> you didn't like him? No, here's the thing. I knew that he was one of the main characters. I knew that Harley uh, was. I knew all of them. And then... And they have Slipknot show up. Yeah. And I knew as soon as they, I, as soon as he stepped out of the van and they showed his face, I'm like, he's dead. He's dead. Yeah. <laughs> I knew they it. They really telegraph that one. <laughs> Devin, what did you think of Captain Boomerang? I liked him. I mean, I thought he was funny. There was that sight gag with the unicorn that I didn't understand. Um, yeah, was they, that like his kids or something? Yeah, no, what, what the heck was going when on with they, that? When they do the title thing at the beginning, it says fetishes, unicorns. Like, that's all oh. it is. Like, it's like his okay. fetish, I guess. I don't know. Oh, but, I didn't get yeah. it either. So <laughs> it's like a weird character trait, but I'm like, okay. Like, it, yeah, for, other for, than that, I thought he was a for cool this character. Mo- 
for this movie, that worked. Yeah, um, it, it, to, to be honest, it was a random little thing. And for this movie, yeah, it, it does work. Okay, so rounding out the squad, Diablo. What do we think of Diablo? I love Diablo. I um, <laughs> I, I learned something about Diablo watching this movie and looking at IMDb. Uh, I didn't. What? Uh, that actor has gone on to become the new Magnum PI. He has. Yeah, he's the new Magnum. <laughs> I just, I just. I loved his background. I loved how they made him out to be the one who didn't want that life anymore. And yeah. he was the one that like, because like they would show him walk away or they would show him like step back. And he even said before, he was like, I'm not a weapon Bye. And he made like the whole, like the fire say flame. And I loved how they made his background. So tragic in the way that they revealed his background. And everybody's yeah. reaction to it, where he's just like, you know, you don't kill, you don't kill women or kids. He's like, no, I don't. He's like, I do. And everybody just kind of like in a room of villains, everybody just kind of like looks at him like, yeah, because they, they bear the lead of he didn't want to. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's it just that he did. So he's like up a notch on the villain scale. Mm hmm. Is he a big deal in the DC universe too? Because I don't think I've ever heard of him before this movie. Him and Boomerang, actually. I don't think Captain Boomerang shows up a lot more. He's one of the Flash's uh, rogues. Which I figured when they showed the Flash show up to get him. Which again, like going back to the Snyder Cut thing, like if if the Flash has never fought anyone before, why is he stopping Captain Boomerang? Yeah, exactly. That's a good point. Maybe he doesn't fight him. Maybe he just trips him. Continuity. Hey. Uh, uh, no, I don't think Diablo is that big. I think he's just like a minor character uh, yeah. with your, like your uh, swamp things and all of that. Okay. Um, okay. So my favorite character on the whole Suicide Squad, Killer Croc. <laughs> I love Killer Croc so much. I have to say, yes. <laughs> it's... Um, and this is what I was hiding from you, Devin. Devin, do you mm-hmm. know the actor who played Killer Croc? No. No, I don't. Okay. Do you remember Lost? Yeah. Mr. Echo. Mr. Echo? That was yeah, him? That was him. What? Yeah, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna <laughs> even attempt to, to say his name. But the but actor, yeah, Mr. Echo from The actor who yeah. played Mr. Echo on Lost, he was also in Thor the Dark World playing uh one of the Dark Elves. Okay. Um he plays wow. Killer Croc, and I I love this portrayal of Killer, Killer Croc. The <clears throat> only thing they did not do with him in this movie that I really wanted them to do is just like trade stories and him tell the story about hitting Batman with a rock. <laughs> if you remember that from the animated <laughs> series, um, I don't. They, there's a whole game where all the villains are playing poker, and Killer Croc's there. He's like, I was fighting Batman. And I hit him with a rock. And then like the Joker, Penguin, Poison Ivy, just look at him like, okay, moving on. Like <laughs> One of he, my favorite yeah. line of his in this entire movie <laughs> was, it's the sewer. It's my home. You're just tourists. <laughs> he crawls yeah. into the water. <laughs> yeah. It's moments like that. That, and there's so many moments like that that make this movie to me an awesomely bad movie, which means automatically that I'm probably going to buy this at some point. What I, I am oh, going to watch so it happy. again. What, what I really didn't like about this movie, and my biggest problem with it, is the villain. 
Like this movie would have been a lot better if Joker was your villain, but instead they made yeah. it Enchantress. Like they've advertised this movie as it's them versus the Joker, but no, we're going to make it the Enchantress and have her with her brother, voodoo, magic, the yada, only, yada, yada. I feel like the only way that this would work with them versus the Joker is if they portrayed it that instead of Harley still being in love with the Joker and wanting to get him back, it's she feels betrayed and wants to get back at the Joker for leaving her at the crash site to be captured by Batman. I feel like that's the only way that they would be able to do Joker as the villain, which would which would work with Birds of Prey, depending on how they have her character. Because, because I mean, at this moment, she's back with Joker. But then when they advertised and did the trailer, it's Mr. J is gone. Mr. J and I broke up. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So I feel like it would have been better to set up into Birds of Prey if she was pissed at, at like him I- leaving her at the crash site. I think it would have added cooler emotional stakes if the bad guy was the Joker, though, because I like I feel like they almost forced it with Flag and and Enchantress, though, because they were like, all right, there has to be some kind of like love connection here. But I think it would have been cooler emotional stakes if it was it was the Joker and Harley. And then that's who they were going to go fight. Yeah, I kind of like the non psychotic love couple, though, to be perfectly honest. And I loved how that See, was kind of like the, the that's not the my problem core. with it. My problem with it is you have. Villain in the center of the city, giant beam of light going into the sky, and uh, faceless monsters that have to be defeated to get you there. You mean the Army of Darkness? Or or, <laughs> or the end of Wonder Woman, or the end of Batman v Superman. Like It's a thing that DC did yeah. a lot. Or the putties from Power Rangers. Exactly. <laughs> like, that's exactly who they thought. That's exa- I was like, they're fighting the putties from Power Rangers. Yeah. <laughs> um... <laughs> The, the the caviar putties like that's what they look like yeah. yeah um like i just the stakes aren't really that high until you get to the very end like i just i was not a fan of that whole thing it's like oh you advertise this as the joker's the bad guy and instead it's the girl from valerian got it he's the emotional bad guy yeah i did i'm with you i for what this movie is and the fact that there's no real... I mean, like, Birds of Prey is kind of a sequel to this, I think, what they're going for. I think it's a sequel. It's a follow-up to with Har- Harley Quinn. Okay. So, so yeah. to me, personally, this movie standalone. And if that's the case, then I'm fine with the villain that they did. It could have been better. Could have been a better story. But for what it is, I liked what they well, did I mean- with her. Now that you're saying the whole like Joker is Jason Todd thing, it almost makes sense that they would save the big fight with him until later. And also, I feel like having the Joker put stakes so high on a city that going to get him is literally a suicide mission is hard to do. And it's hard to justify why Batman's not there helping out. One thing I do yeah. have to say, and see, watching documentaries on like weapons and war and watching History Channel as a kid and everything... I understand that it's supposed to be like a like almost like a Delta Force unit that's in with Suicide Squad. And these mm-hmm. guys are all like, you know, the the country's best tactical soldiers in the world. <laughs> the best of but, the best of the best, sir. Exactly. With honors. <laughs> <laughs> but when there's a minigun sticking out of the back of a helicopter 
and you're on a roof and it's pointed at you, you lay on you lay on your stomach as flat as you can. You don't reach over a HVC air duct and trying to snipe the guy doing it. Like I I felt like I was watching a scene from I felt like I was watching a cutscene to like the Call of Duty Modern Warfare or something where all of these like high tactical soldiers are being blasted by a minigun that's right in their face. Like, I just felt like, I, I know it's a superhero movie, so, like, this is just, like, a technical nitpicking complaint that I had that I thought was funny, that I don't, that doesn't really ruin the movie for me, because you can't really ruin this, because <laughs> it's already that bad, <laughs> but still. Um, one of the, uh, what, okay, so, the the lady that gets them all together. Amanda Waller. I'm glad we're, I'm glad we're talking about her. Yes, my, that was my, my last checkpoint before we wrap this up. My favorite moment was with her. Okay, was when she shoots everybody in the room because their clearance wasn't yes. high enough, and and Will Smith was just like, "Okay," <laughs> like that was his reaction. Just wow, <laughs> and then he walks right by her and goes, "That's gangsta." <laughs> She's really good in this role. I've seen a few uh, Amanda Wallers yeah. over the years between the animated shows yeah. and Smallville had one. There's one in the Green Lantern movie. There's one on Arrow. So this is like, <laughs> this is like the fifth Amer- Amanda Waller that I know. And yeah. I really like this one. Viola Davis does a great job with it. Uh, even even the scene where she's just eating the steak and talking about her, her plans to, to hop her from Stranger Things. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, like, I really like that introduction where she's just like, yeah, this is like, what's going on. Like, this is my plan. It's a horrible plan. Like yeah. the whole, the, the whole conceit of we're going to put this team together just in case we get an evil Superman is batshit crazy to me. Yeah, oh yeah. None of them are strong enough to take on an evil Superman, even yeah. together, but and it's I, the best they can think of. And I think the, like the whole, this whole movie's purpose is like comes down to the, the, the stinger at the end with, with uh, Bruce Wayne, where he's like, Go ahead and take a take your team away. We've got this. It's like a whole setup for Justice League. Yeah, like this is what happens when mm-hmm. you have the bad guys do it. Here's what happens when you have the good guys do it, and it's just like, Ew. the one thing I do have to say though about that scene that I also really liked. Well, the second time watching the film, and like she was done shooting everybody, and Will Smith's just standing there in his character, going like, "Wow," I thought to myself, "Ah, it's a standard Walmart manager meeting." came to mind was like i've wow. been in meetings like that that's 100 that's if anybody ever won for our listeners you work for walmart and you're an hourly worker and you want to know what it's like in a management meeting that's what it's like in a management meeting <laughs> that's <Yeah. what's... laughs> wow oh i'm getting flashbacks now um what do you oh, you're too. I, can join in I was one. in all those meetings for two years. No, you, you, you said the W word. We don't say that word in this house. <laughs> um, yeah. Okay. Anything else we want to touch on with Suicide Squad before we wrap this up? Uh, sympathy for the Devil was a good pick for where it was landed in the movie. Yes, yes. that was a great introduction yes, song. Absolutely. Yeah. That's my favorite use of music. Yeah. Ryan, I have a question for you. Yes. How did you feel about Bohemian Rhapsody at the end? I was kind of confused at first, but then when everything happened at the end, it fit. Okay. Um, like I said, even though I really think that Fortunate Son w- 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 would have been better for Deadshot, Sympathy for, for the Devil would have been, 
I mean, that was a great use of that song. The fact that they used Come Baby Come for that scene with Harley Quinn and the feel of the the movie itself, that's when I realized where this movie for me would have been a hell of a lot more better if it was all early 90s hip hop. Okay. And I am going to work on that. I'm eventually going to buy this movie. I'm going to go on YouTube and look up all of my favorite like rap songs from that era and see if I can get stuff to fit. And I'm 100% sure I can. If I wasn't a completionist and like needed this for my collection, I would give it to you. Like just here, take it. Yeah. But <laughs> um, So you'll probably watch this again. Yeah. Devin, will you ever watch Suicide Squad again? If it's on, like if it's on or if somebody wants to watch it, I will never be opposed to watching this movie. I don't know if I'll seek it out ever. Like, I don't know if I'll be like, I'm in the mood. But <laughs> yeah, if it's on. I'm definitely glad that I bought the extended cut because yeah. it makes it a whole lot yeah. better. Like there, there's another extended cut sitting on my shelf that I haven't watched yet. And it's the rogue cut of X-Men Days of Futures Past, oh. which I'm really excited to watch. I, might I like to, that I might have to break to that out soon. With. What? The... I like Days of Futures Past to begin yeah, with. Yeah, so. I do too. It's just pretty much they put Rogue back in the movie because she's okay. not in it until the end. Can um, I bring up something that I discovered recently about like cuts and th- and th- 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 theatrical versions? Because uh, I know we're going to talk about that stuff eventually. Uh, can you? I can wait. Yeah, let's uh, hold that for the very end. Yeah, that's fine. I just because uh, we just... we've got a little bit more Suicide Squad to. to uh, to talk about. By all because, means, I'm enjoying this. So, are you guys excited for Birds of Prey? No, I don't think I'm going to see it. I'm sorry. Like, really? I mean, I, I, Romana said she wants to see it. And I, she goes, I asked her, I'm like, do you want to see this movie? And she's like, you don't sound like you want to, but I want to. And I will, but it's not like top of my list. Like, I don't feel like I have to rush out to the theater to get it. And I think that if Romana doesn't say, let's go see this movie, I'm never going to see it. Okay. Uh, now, now comes the part to my favorite. Uh, well, before Ryan, do you want to see it? Yeah. Okay. I I was not interested before seeing this. Yeah. Now, now that I've seen this and I can get a taste for what Birds of Prey might be, I'm actually interested in Birds of Prey. Okay. Now, 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 okay. now comes to my favorite part of I'm going to take everything Devin just said and change his mind. <laughs> we need to come up with a name for this segment and like an introduction because this happens every week. <laughs> like okay. almost every episode, this happens. So why aren't you excited for Birds of Prey? I liked Harley Quinn enough, but I feel like it's just so I've only seen a few trailers. I think I've, I've seen like one trailer once, so I haven't seen a whole lot about this movie. But what it feels like it's going to be is Harley Quinn finally breaking from whatever bonds the Joker had on her, and she's now going to go be parts of Birds of Prey. I don't think I've seen like a Birds of Prey TV show when it was on really, really a long time ago. And I did not like the Birds of Prey TV show. So that IP like in and of itself is just something I don't have any interest in. And I just don't think I want to see an hour and a half, two hour long breakup movie. Okay. (laughs) All right. So So change my mind, please. Because that's that's a really douchey take on what this is going to be. So first thing I'll say is one of the one of the the disappointments of suicide squad is it came out after Logan and Logan was a big hit and everyone's like suicide squad should be rated R and it oh, wasn't yeah. birds of prey is rated R. Hmm. Um, one of the problems we were talking about earlier in the movie is Harley Quinn's costume and the, the uh, shot shots of her posterior. <laughs> um, suicide squad is directed by a man. Yeah. Birds of prey is, 
is directed by a woman. So you get Harley Quinn through the female gaze instead of the male gaze, which I'm I really, like that better. I'm really interested to see how that's done. I like that so much better. And Ewan McGregor is the bad guy. Like, <laughs> damn it. You might've changed my mind. Wait, I didn't know. So hold on. There's a bad guy in this movie. In it's like of- the shots I got were, Hey, guess what? Muggle Robbie's back. And that was it. Yes. Uh, Black Mask is the bad guy. I don't know if I know him. Is it like you, Red Skull, but it, a little different? He's a crime boss in Gotham. Okay. He's in it. I think Victor Zaz shows up. But yeah, Euron McGregor is playing Black Mask. So. Dang it. Okay, so you, well, you brought up Gotham. Yes. Is Middle City supposed to be Chicago? I don't know. Because like, that... Because that that looked like Chicago. I've been watching DC stuff since I was five. I've never heard of Middle City. I think Middle City is definitely <laughs> supposed to be Chicago because it makes sense. It would make sense. I was always in the impression that uh, Star City was Chicago. Meh. Oh, that makes sense. Star City. Yeah. What Star City? Star City is where the Flash lives. Right? Yeah. I mean, yeah, yeah. No. No, Star, I thought that was where he Star was. Star City is – no, the Flash is in Central City. The Ar- Arrow's in Star City because okay. they start so – wait, there's Central City and Middle City? Yes. DC, get your shit together. Come on. Yeah. Um, okay, so before we wrap this up, I want to talk to you guys about the Suicide Squad sequel that is coming out. Have you guys heard anything what? about this? Yeah, and it's going to be all different people. It's not all different people. So it's, it's – Going to be the people who are returning are Margot Robbie, uh, Joel Kinnaman as Rick Flag, Viola Davis as Amanda Waller, and Jai Courtney as Captain Boomerang. Let me read you, you the list. Captain Boomerang back? Yes. Let me read you the okay. list of some of the names that you'll know from the rest of the cast. Um, Idris Alba, Michael what? Rooker, Who's he? Taika Watiti, Steve Agee, oh, son of a bitch. Pete Davidson. Sean Gunn, Nathan Fillion, what, and Peter Capaldi. Damn it, Alan! Directed by James Gunn from Guardians of the Galaxy. So we talked about this. Being, I'm mad about this movie. We talked about this movie being kind of a subtle ripoff of Guardians of the Galaxy. They got the guy who did Guardians of the Galaxy <laughs> for the for the not 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 a sequel, not a remake. Like it's, I don't know what this movie's gonna be. But the fact that you're, they had to take a break in filming because Margot Robbie was promoting Birds of Prey really makes me curious about what this movie's going to be. Yeah. Okay, when, I'm on board. When James Gunn got fired from Disney, from for when he got fired from Guardians Three, he was approached by Warner Brothers and was given the option to do several projects, and he chose the Suicide Squad. So I really want to know what this movie's going to be. And it better be good because it delayed Guardians 3 by like five years. Hopefully it is. So. I just looked it up. Pretty much it is Chicago. Okay. It's, ba- it's based oh, on okay. like the Michigan, Illinois area. So it, okay. it, it's Chicago. Okay. As far as I'm concerned. Well, since I, I would consider Central City Chicago. I'll say Middle City is like Detroit. See me? Central City? St. Louis. Okay. Because St. Louis oh, is pretty much the middle of the country. Okay. Interesting. 
See, I'm also like always messed up from Smallville because like, <laughs> Smallville is in Kansas, but Metropolis is like right on the outskirts of town. So Metropolis is in Kansas for some reason. <laughs> oh, isn't it supposed to be New York? It's like the Simpsons. And... It's a wonderful state, Kansas. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> All right. I think that does it for Suicide Squad. Yeah. We didn't I'm talk. Shocked. We didn't talk at all about Ben Affleck in this. Okay, so Batman. Oh, I want to touch on this before we end up. Yeah. So yeah. Bat. The use of Batman in this movie for what this movie was, I enjoyed. He was in it a little bit to show background, and to show how they ended up in prison, which I actually really liked. Them finally showing Batman actually putting somebody in prison instead of them just getting away at the last second to have to fight again another day. Like, like watching it now just wishes makes me wish that we had more Ben Affleck as Batman because this is the this is the most he gets to be Batman. Yeah, like in two other movies, he's nowhere near as much of Batman as he is in this because it's him. Even in even in Justice League. He, he's uh, not okay. So he's in Justice League as Batman, yes, but it's a lot okay. of Batman working with the other members of Justice League. This is really he's the only time you yeah. see Batman being Batman on. His I, I would I would say Justice okay. League is him being Bruce Wayne a lot more than it is, is him being Batman. That's like true. Batman okay. on the streets. There's a little mm-hmm. bit of that in the very beginning, but even that's not that great. It's just him fighting parademons. Yeah. But the, like one of my favorite moments in this movie is when Deadshot and his daughter are walking down the alley and then Batman just comes up behind them. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I just love that moment. Like that's, that's pure Batman for me. That That's what I want from a Batman movie. It's just yeah. that. Yeah. Just give me that for two <laughs> hours and I'll be happy. Mm-hmm. And the that other, one's good. And the, in the, in the, in another one of my favorite moments is like, he's giving Harley <laughs> uh, CPR and then she starts making out with him and she, he just punches her down. And that's Harley Quinn. Like that's you yeah. know that's the that's their relationship. Like that's the two of them. Like yeah. that's oh man. I, I I really wish we were getting the Ben Ben Affleck Batman movie. But we're not. I know. I mean Ben Affleck did a good job of Batman. Like I regardless of the whole like, oh he kills people and whatever problem they had, I liked him as Batman. To quote Ben Affleck to to quote Ben Affleck in a another film that we talked about earlier this early or later talked about last year. Affleck was the bomb as Batman, yo. <laughs> I mean, really? Black Batfleck for days, son. <laughs> oh, man. I'm so glad I own that now. Mm-hmm. Maybe I'll watch that one. Did you buy it? I bought it. Uh, a friend of the Go show, ahead. Chad, came over. We were we were both drinking, and we are like, like, you know what? We should watch The Irishman. No, that's four hours long. Let's watch Jane Silent Bob reboot. <laughs> and it was so much more fun, I bet. It was. Because those are totally in the same category. <laughs> yeah. No, I was listening to a podcast talk about the best of last year. It oh, was okay. it was the Cinemasins podcast, and they're talking about Little Women. Yeah. And how like the camera doesn't move in that at all. And somebody was like, "Yeah, I don't think it moves at all in Jay and Silent Bob reboot either." And so he was like, <laughs> "How did we go from talking about Little Women to Jay and Silent Bob reboot?" <laughs> um. Yeah. Ryan, when we first started hanging out, I showed you a thing that I made. Do you remember what I showed you? Oh, God, no, I don't. I'm sorry. So when this movie first came out, the trailer was Bohemian Rhapsody. Yes. And I had the idea of what would this trailer look like with the idea with um, what would this trailer look like with William Shatner's cover of Bohemian Rhapsody? Oh, yeah, you did. Show me that. 
I still, how was it? I still have the project file. I don't think I ever exported it, but I'll have to look that up and see if I can put that out. Okay. That, that's all I've got. Okay. I just wanted to, um, I just want to bring that up because it, it was really funny. We were talking awesome. about how like, you know, films that come out, theatrical release, and then they get changed as like, you know, the, the director makes like a director's cut or like the studio yeah. makes a director's cut. Yeah. Um, for the longest time, and we've talked about Blade Runner in the past. We've brought it up here and there about, you know, like explaining yeah. different movies. And I, I've said before that the only cut of Blade Runner that I've ever liked had 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 a voiceover narration from Harrison Ford, like doing the whole like detective, like old detective film style. Yeah. I finally yeah, figured I it this. out. The original theatrical cut is the one with the narration. Wrigley Scott hmm. and Harrison Ford. Um like there were many there were there were different scripts for the film but a lot of them had the narration and people hated his narrating because they felt like he just kind of phoned it in because they weren't really going to use it even as he was recording it there was the possibility that it wasn't going to be used but the studio had rights to have the final cut and they put that in there i saw it as a kid and i thought it was the coolest thing and i haven't been able to find that since the the two director's cuts that have come out and the final cut that has come out don't have that narration. And it really throws me off every time I watch the film. Okay. So that's one case of me where like, whenever I see a film, like the first time I see it and like the first cut I see it in to me, that's that movie. And then, and I think this is why, like I really want like the cut that I see to be it. And that's why I don't really give a lot of second chances to films. Makes sense. Devin, is there a director's cut that stands out in your mind that you've seen? And that's a really good question. I don't know if I know too many director's cuts of movies. Um, I've got a few if if you want some time to think. I liked Endgames. Endgames? And not director's cut, but they released other scenes. And like, that's the version that's on Disney Plus. Remember, they like had two theatrical releases of Endgame. One of them was like, a couple more scenes in it. I thought the only scene they added was at the very end of the movie. I thought they added a couple more. Let me get back to you on that, but, but do your list. Cause maybe I'm thinking okay. of other ones. So the one that I watch every year, we talked about it earlier in the show, independence day. Yeah. There's, there's a lot of subtle things added to that movie. As a Star Trek fan, I think you would appreciate it because it's more Brent Spiner. Like <laughs> yes. they they explain they explain that we got a lot of our computer technology from the alien craft that crash yeah. and he's working on, and like he's getting annoyed with Jeff Goldblum. He just turns to him and is like, "You know, you're really making all of us look bad." Like, <laughs> uh, there's just a, a few small scenes in there that just improve the movie intensely. Yeah, you get more of uh, the father son dynamic with Judd Hirsch and Jeff Goldblum. You get more Bill Pullman being president stuff like the whole his whole introduction is longer. Um, that's one that I watch every year. One that I just watched for the first time that I really enjoyed was Spider-Man 2.0 okay. or 2.1. It's what is that? It's Spider-Man 2, but they added some scenes back in. Um, so there's a lot more of him delivering pizzas, him coming out of the closet. It's a lot more long and awkward. Um, they add some more, more Harry Osborne stuff, which I really, I really enjoyed it. And I love Spider-Man too, but I was like, I think I have to watch it this way now. Like this is, this is so much better. Like I didn't think I could, I, it made me fall in love with that movie all over again. I have not watched the editor's cut of Spider-Man three yet 
because I don't think that's going to do squat. Um, <laughs> and then one that's completely different from the original and kind of gives me hope for the Snyder cut is the Donner cut of Superman two. Cause Richard Donner started filming that and was fired halfway through production because they were doing the Superman, Superman two filming at the same time thing. Warner mm-hmm. brothers was not happy with Superman. They were, they were over budget. They were behind schedule. So they fired him before he could finish Superman two and then had Richard Lester complete the movie. And there's two, two completely different movies. The Donner cut actually has Marlon Brando in it. Hmm. Oh, and, wow. it came, and it came out almost 25, 30 years after yeah. Superman two. It's, it's really good. Okay. It's way better. Yeah. See, mine is the only thing I can think of at the moment is aliens. This, the second mm-hmm. alien movie. Um, I don't really know what was added to the director's cut because I've seen the theatrical version twice on VHS. And then when we got the DVD for it, my dad got the director's cut. And to me, the the director's cut is all I remember of aliens. So I don't even know which one. Did you have me watch the director's cut? Well, aliens. Yeah, probably. Okay. Because that's, because that's the only one that I've ever seen or have. Devin, have you come up with any? Yeah. Uh, the third Lord of the Rings movie. Okay. I know that they all did the whole, like, (laughs) yeah, I know they did the whole, like, extended cut with a lot of them. And, like, a lot of them were just fine. But that one I think I liked the most because you found out what happened to Saruman at the end. Like, they actually wrapped his character. And I think it ended a little bit, like, more cleanly than the original did. It still had, like, eight endings. But, like, I liked it better. (laughs) At what point are we going to just pull the trigger and make me watch Lord of the Rings the whole way through? Hold on, you haven't done that yet? I've seen Fellowship in Two Towers the whole way through theatrical cut. Not enough to pay, like wasn't paying enough attention to know what was going on. Never seen a second of Return of the King. Devin, we need to talk. Oh, that was like, we'll we'll talk after. Yeah. (laughs) We'll talk. Um, yeah, the, the there is one cut of movies that I want to see that it's really hard to find right now, and it's the uh, the Godfather saga, mm-hmm. which they take all three Godfather movies and splice them together into one film. So Whoa. it starts with Vito in Italy, and then it just goes chronologically. That's cool. That's really cool. I really want to see that. So once that comes out, I'll probably buy that. Yeah, just to have it. Oh, they're it, re- like they're releasing it for purchase. They haven't yet. It aired on HBO a few years ago and it was there for a little bit and I never got to watch it because I hadn't seen The Godfather. Yeah. Um, oh, right. <laughs> so I hope that they release it. Hashtag release the Godfather saga. Godfather chronological. Godfather saga. All right. So that does it for Suicide Squad. Uh, yeah. it, it's weird doing this with Devin back on the West Coast. I know I miss being like two episodes. If, if only we were prepared and <clears throat> recorded several episodes with him in the room. That would have been so weird, right? Uh, for you have to watch this podcast. I'm Alan. I'm Ryan. And I'm Devin. And we'll see you next week. Bye.